0: Good morning. Stand up with us as we celebrate not only the Lord's Day, but Mother's Day as well. Let's just bless his name this morning. Sing with me. Bless the Lord. The sun comes up, it's a new day dawning. It's time to see. Wave at them. Tell them you're glad to see them. Say happy Mother's Day. All right, think about these words right here. And on that day when my stream That my time has come Still my soul will sing your praise Unending Ten thousand years and forevermore Forevermore Bless the Lord, oh my soul Oh my soul worthy of our praise this morning as we continue to sing. Lift your voice as we praise the one that turns graves into gardens. Sing with me. I searched the world but it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise and treasures that fade are never enough Then you came along and put me back together. And every desire is now satisfied, Lord, here in your love. Sing it out now. Oh, there's no of God <laughs> You're Nothing is better than you. Oh, there's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing better than you, Lord. There's nothing. Nothing.
1: Well, good morning and welcome to Harmony. Happy Mother's Day. Let's just go ahead and give a round of applause for all the moms, uh, whether you're in person, online. Mom, if you're at home uh, watching, give yourself a hand, right? That, that's, we are here to celebrate moms in person and online today, and we want to uh, just say thank you to all the moms uh, for making uh, a difference in our, our lives, and uh, honestly, uh, we all know that we would not be here if it was not for you. You and uh, we are forever grateful and forever thankful. Uh, And we just want to say happy Mother's Day. And we celebrate the moms uh, today. We honor uh, the moms uh, that that we are able to honor and we honor uh, their memory. uh, And we're certainly able to do that. Uh, And uh, again, we just want to say happy Mother's Day. Well, today uh, we gather and and celebrate Mother's Day, not just because it's Mother's Day, but because the, the Bible teaches us that we're to honor. Our mothers and fathers. The book of Exodus tells us that it's a a commandment and it's a commandment with promise. So if you don't hear anything else I say today, uh, here's here's what God's word says. God's word says when you begin to honor mom, you are, are putting yourself in a position where your life will be a little bit better and a little bit longer right? And that's what God's, God's Word uh, has, has said, and uh, I think there's two reasons for that. Number one, uh, when you honor mom, uh, there's a greater opportunity. She's going to let you live, right? I mean, in those early years. Uh, number two, uh, mom's got some some really good advice, uh, some things that will help you get down the road a little bit further, and, and maybe some things uh, that, that you need to avoid sometimes uh, that, that we should go ahead uh, and listen to. So we gather and uh, we honor them today well we've got uh, several uh, prayer requests that i just want to uh, share with you and then i'll do that in, in just a moment uh, but i want to thank all of our guests whether you're online today whether you're in person uh, we say thank you for gathering with us and uh, we have a gift that we would love to send home with you and we would love the opportunity uh, to do that before you leave uh, today. Uh, and if you would just stop at the Connection Center on your way out, we have a gift that we would love uh, to send home with you. Last Sunday morning, uh, we gave out a, a postcard, and it's just a Refuel One Day, Indianapolis, Indiana, June 7th. 2022, uh, and there's a list of speakers that are going to be here. Uh, starting that morning, registration at nine o'clock, and then it all starts at 9:30. Charles Billingsley's going to be leading worship. Jonathan Falwell will be here. Dave Gibson uh, from Grace Church in Eden Prairie, uh, Minnesota is going to be here, and he's going to be teaching us how to how to share our faith. It's open to, to everyone, uh, area churches, pastors, whomever it might be. So here's what we would love for you to do. We would love for you, if you have this postcard, or if you could pick one up on your way out, just to go ahead and take your phone, scan that QR code that's over here in this bottom left corner. All you have to do is just open your smartphone, the camera on it, scan that, register, let us know you're coming. We'll provide lunch free that day uh the the entire conference is free uh, but this is designed for pastors staff members church leaders church attenders and members uh, just to come and be equipped in their faith and and again at no cost to you uh and and uh liberty church network is doing it for nothing right we're providing these all around the country uh and uh, we want to equip uh, churches their staff their congregations To be able to share their faith so so we want uh, to encourage you to get registered for that take some of these postcards out invite family friends uh area pastors churches whomever it might be we want to encourage you to do that uh, because it will make a difference in their heart and in their life and i want to encourage you uh, to do that with us and, and to uh just help them know that this is is taking place Uh, as well. So if you would do that uh, sometime today, uh, we would uh, appreciate it and help us keep on track and know how to plan uh, for that day. A couple of other things that are coming up. VBS one day. Be looking for that information. Uh, It's the second Sunday of June. Uh, We're we're cramming a week's worth of VBS into one day. Our Sunday morning routine will will be very similar to what it typically is, and then we have a a day of VBS. So we're just going to fill it all full Uh, we're closing it out at the uh, Danville Park and in the uh, pool that's there Uh, it's gonna be a a good time lots of things that that are gonna be taking place on that day so moms and dads be watching for more information uh, as to uh, all that's gonna unfold on VBS one day that's coming up very very quickly well I'm gonna ask you to uh, Join me in prayer for a, a couple of special prayer requests. I want to ask you to pray uh, for Chad Smith and uh, his family. His uh, mom went to be with the Lord uh, this week. They had the funeral on, on Friday. Uh, and I just want to uh, encourage you to pray for the Smith family that God will be with them uh, and uh, take care of them and uh, comfort them. Uh, she had battled sickness for many, many months, been on our prayer list. Uh, and uh, today she's celebrating Mother's Day in heaven. Uh, she knew Christ as her Savior, and uh, as difficult as that is uh, here, Uh, There is a celebration uh, taking place there and and there will be a reunion there uh, one day and thankful for the hope of heaven. Then I want to ask you to pray uh, for others that are on our prayer list. I know that there are many to pray for. Many are battling sickness this week. They called and said, look, we're not going to be able to be there on Sunday. Can you get this person uh, to fill in for us or find somebody else to take her place? So please be praying for those uh, that are sick and uh, struggling and unable to be here with us today let's go to the lord uh, in prayer father we come to you today and uh, we thank you uh, for for who you are Uh, we thank you for all that you have done and all that you're going to do lord i know that uh, it's been a a long week in many aspects for many different ones Uh, lord there's uh, sickness that's taking place and and struggles that are that are going on Uh, I, i know that uh, people are, are dealing with grief and loss. Lord, there's just the, the hurt from life. And Father, there's some that are are, are celebrating a moment uh, that, that is so positive, they, they don't even know how to express it, uh, and, and, and life is really good for them. Lord, wherever we are on that spectrum, I just ask that today you would help us to set all of those things aside, that you would help us to be able to find our focus in you. Lord, today as we sing a couple of more songs and and we just focus in on a a mother's greatest legacy, the greatest thing that a mom can contribute in this life. Lord, I pray that you'll help us to set everything else aside for just a few moments and to be able to focus in on that. And Father, whether we're a, a, a mom, a child, no matter how we identify today, Lord, I pray that you'll help us to know that uh, there's something in this message that we're going to experience for every one of us. Because it's the most important thing that any of us could be remembered for or known by. So Lord, I ask that you'll meet with us, that you'll work in, in hearts and lives in a very special way today. And Lord, as we sing these next couple of songs, I pray that you'll use them to give us hope, to prepare our hearts, and to help us to hear from you. For it's in Christ's name we ask it. Amen.
0: Amen. Stand with us one more time. I can stand here now. I miss my mom. But one thing she always did for me was give me hope. When I knew I was going to fail a test in school, she said, oh, honey, you're going to do fine. Right? Right? Thing about having hope this morning. I have a hope. I have. the God worthy of all the praise we could ever bring he's worthy of every breath we could ever bring we live for you praise his name this morning jesus the name Just the Jesus, the only one who could ever say you're worthy. this your statement this morning Father, I'm so thankful that you promise that if we acknowledge you and trust you, that you'll direct our paths. You'll show us the people around us that need to know you more. And fathers, we just honor mothers today. I'm thankful for the heritage that my mother gave and how I can celebrate her yet today because of the hope she still instilled in my life and how she demonstrated God's love to me. So, Father, as we talk about mothers today and what they mean in our lives, Father, open our hearts and our minds to your leading this morning. Be with John as he preaches, giving the words to to speak to our hearts. Father, we just thank you for all that you do for us. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. Well, today as we celebrate Mother's Day and we
1: talk about uh, what an impact that mom has, we we break away from our series on Revelation. I really didn't think it would be that uh, timely if we talked about the rapture this morning. Uh, I thought maybe we ought to talk about moms and celebrating uh, Mother's Day. So we're going to take a break from uh, that series on Revelation. We'll pick that up on next Sunday. You know what to be looking forward to, Revelation Chapter Four, but today we're talking about a topic that hits every one of us right where we are. We're talking about a, a topic that that meets us where we are no no matter who we are. It doesn't matter today whether you're you're a mom that's starting out or or you're a mom that is now great, great, great grandma. Or if you would say, look, no, I'm, I'm not a mom that's starting out. I'm not a, a mom at all. I'm here and there's something in my life that that I need uh, help with. Today, we're probably living in one of the most high-pressured times that we've ever faced. Life is probably more challenging than what it's ever been. Uh, more pressure to to look like life is together more pressure to to accept whatever might come our way Uh, more pressure to have an answer uh that 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 we really probably have never even thought about that the question to in in many different scenarios but but it's all right there and it's a high pressure situation when, when we think about uh, being a mom today, there's probably more pressure today on, on a mom to make sure that you turn out the, the perfect athlete, the perfect scholar, the, the one that attends honor society and excels in... Academics and music and band and has a well-rounded education and a well-rounded personality and still knows how to take care of everything at, at home and, and be the household engineer, yet still go to uh, the, the, the workplace and succeed there. That There's a tremendous amount of pressure to, to raise a child or to become the person that succeeds or apparently succeeds in every area of life. And as a result, we have moms striving to do all of those things and be all of those things. And and quite honestly, we have people from every segment of society saying, look, I need to do all of these things and to be all of these things in order to be viewed as relevant or significant in culture today. But... I want to ask you this question what is the greatest thing that you could be remembered for you see sometimes right now we we really think that when we're dropping the kids off at school that they really need to look put together because that's what we're going to be remembered for right i mean we want to send them to to kindergarten and, and and we want to make an incredible impression on that that first teacher because they're they're, wait, let, let's just be honest. We're not that worried about what they think of our kid. We're worried about what they think of us. M- moms, am, am, I, am I hitting that, that right sometimes? We, 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 we what, I mean, I, I worry about that. Right? We, we all take, take those things. What, what am I going to be remembered for? What are they going to, to think of me? How am I going to be viewed? There, there's an incredible amount of pressure today in every one of those areas, especially for a mom. And one of the reasons that it's especially for a mom is because many times in, in our culture and our society, moms take care of all of those things. Moms spend a lot of time with the children. Mom, mom spends a lot of time bringing them up and raising them up and shaping them and nurturing them. And, and a, a lot of times, dad sits in the background, and and we're probably a little more absent than than what we need to be. But in the midst of all of this pressure, in the midst of all of these demands, what we're asking ourselves, what do I really want to be remembered for? What's the greatest thing (coughs) that I could be remembered for? And today I would just say this, a mother's greatest legacy is, is, is not going to be that your child won the spelling bee. Hey, they, they, they need to win the spelling bee. They can win the spelling bee. I'm, I'm all about winning it. I, I mean, honestly, if they're going to participate, you might as well shoot to win, right? That's just how I see it. I, I mean, if, if, if they're going to be there, you, you might as well go for it. Be, be all in. But, but, but how about this? I think the Bible would tell us that a mother's greatest legacy is her faith the greatest thing that that you can give your children the greatest thing that you can give your family the greatest thing that you can instill in them is a faith and we're gonna take a look at Hebrews chapter 11 we're gonna take a look at at three ladies Not all are mentioned in the the roll call of faith, but they've got family mentioned in the roll call of faith. They, They influenced Hebrews chapter 11. And in Hebrews chapter 11, here's what we're going to discover. We're going to discover a mother's greatest legacy. That the greatest thing that you could leave your family, that you could leave your children, that you could mark this life and this world by is discovered in Hebrews chapter 11. And, and we're going di- to discover that it just really comes down to, to two words, and, and it flows all throughout this passage. And, and here are the two words, and it's just by faith. Now, now some of us are, are thinking, look, if I'm going to raise that child, if, if I'm going to keep this family together, if I'm going to help them do everything that, that I feel like they're supposed to do, it's going to take a whole lot more than faith. I'm going to tell you something. There's pressure today for you to raise the perfect child. There's pressure today, and can I just tell you something, there's always been some of the pressure, but the pressure is greater today because we see it more, we notice it more, it's out there in front of us and we can't escape it, right, and we look on social media for our inspiration and all it creates is depression, right, I guarantee you, We can go back and and look at statistics, and there's more families in therapy today than there ever has been before, and some of it is because we look at social media and we we think, man, I'm not measuring up to them. Our life is not as good as their life is, and all you have is that one good selfie moment. I want to tell you something. How many of you wake up and take your first selfie of the day and post that? On, on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever, with bed head and you looking your worst. Anybody do that? No, nobody does that. Well, what do they do? They capture their best moments. And here's what we do. As parents, as, as common ordinary people, we take our worst moments and we compare them to somebody else's best moments. And then we say, wow, what's wrong with me? I'm not adding up. I need to do more. I need to have the perfect family. All right? So so you get the idea. There's a ton of pressure. A ton of pressure. We've got to have the scholar. We've got to have the musician. We've got to have the athlete. And if we can package them all into one, we'll have succeeded. Here's a, a reality. When we look at the life this morning that we're going to look at, we're going to find out that she wasn't a perfect mom. In fact, at one point in time, she pretended to be her husband's sister. It's kind of sick. Think about it for just a moment. If your husband looked at you and said, no, really, just pretend to be my sister for a moment, some of you are going to be going, wow, that's awkward. Not, I, I, don't, I don't, no, huh? No, we look at a, a lady by the name of Sarah in Hebrews chapter 11. and Sarah would be the mother of Isaac, and Sarah would, would go ahead and have a long lineage that would come from her. And here's how she did it. by faith. by faith, not by perfection not by always making the right decision, not by leading the the PTA or not by leading the the PTO, none none of those things, right? Just just by faith. She's gonna make some wrong choices in life. She's gonna get some wrong questions and wrong answers. She's gonna experience difficulty, but but here's what the Bible says that she does. She, She does something by faith. Hebrews chapter 11, verse number 11, it says this. By faith, Sarah herself. I think it's really important because sometimes when we get into the life of Abraham and Sarah, Sarah's just kind of tacked on. Sarah's just kind of she, she's just here. she's just along for the ride. And people just just kind of like leave her out as well no, this really was for Abraham and Sarah just gets to be a part of it. Can, can I tell you something? Without Sarah, it's not happening. All right? She's not kind of important. She's really important. She's 90 years old when when this unfolds. By faith, Hebrews 11.11, Sarah herself also received strength Sarah was asked to do something that she could not do on her own. She was asked to be something that she could not be on her own. It was not natural. It was not possible. It was not within her. Someone had to help her along the way. And here's what scripture says. She received strength To conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age, just slightly, because she judged him faithful who had promised. Therefore, from one man, and him as good as dead, were born as many as the stars of the sky, and the multitude, immeasurable as the sand which is by the seashore. Now, get this. Verse number 13, it says, these all died in faith, not having received the promises, but having seen them afar off, were assured of them, embraced them, and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. For those who say such things declare plainly that they seek a a homeland, and truly, if they had called to mind that country from which they had come out, they would have had opportunity to return. But now they desire a better That is a heavenly country. Therefore, God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he has prepared a city for them. When we look at the life of Sarah, I just want to give us a a couple of things from her life, and we're going to highlight a a couple of uh, others, and, and, and we'll be done, and we'll move through this quickly today. Some of you are saying, I'm a mom in 2022. Is there any help for me is is there anything that you could give that would bring some advice and hope and help for where i'm at and 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 here's what i would tell you from the life of sarah that fit her time and it and it fits our time as as well because i want to tell you something there's there's a a lot of things that are going on in our culture right now that are kind of uh, against the grain as to, to what we're used to right but but can i tell you something 90 year old women didn't get pregnant in their day and they don't get pregnant in our day. There's something going on that's different in the life of Sarah, something that we struggle to identify with. Let, let, let's find out what happens and, and, and let's just identify it really really quickly. Here's, here's what, what Sarah had that, that we need in our life, no matter who we are. And, and moms, I hope that this will, will help you. And, and I hope it helps all of us. And it's just this. Sarah, Sarah gets this promise fr- from Abraham. She hears this conversation taking place. She's up in years. She's barren. She feels like she doesn't have a purpose. She feels like her, her life has, has been missed because in the culture in which she lived, if she didn't have a male child, then, then there's this great problem and there's this great affliction and something is wrong with her. So she's gone through life and she said, why do I not measure up? right what 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 have i done wrong her husband is wealthy they're affluent they have all these servants they have all these animals it's it's right there in the early part of genesis you you can read it and she's looking around and she's saying i don't measure up what is wrong with me and here's what god says god says Sarah, I've got something better for you and Abraham, but, but here's what, what it is. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to give you a child late in life, and you're just going to have to trust me with this. Late in life. Late in life. Late 30s, maybe 40 at, 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 at the latest. That, that's late in life when we're talking about this. No, she's well beyond that. We, we go ahead and we double it, and, and here's what happens. At the age of 90, she's been waiting on a promise for twenty. 5 years 25 years Some of us have been dealing with problems and struggles and issues for a couple of days We've tried to straighten out a situation. We've prayed for that child. We, we, we've talked to the teacher. We've tried to get help. We, we've done all of these things, and, and we've said, man, is it ever going to change? Is it ever going to, to straighten out? In 25 years, here's what happens. Sarah conceives. She has a child. Well, what did Sarah have that, that we need? She had a faith that trusted God with his promise. Nothing more, nothing less. I know that some were probably thinking, wow, I was hoping for something a little bit more than that. I was hoping for something that would get me out of the current situation, that would break the feeling that I'm having, that would cause me to, to kind of look at life a little bit different. But, but here's the reality. Sarah had something that, that we all desperately need, and it's this, a faith that trusted God, with his promise what, what what does that mean it was god's promise to her and sarah understood that she could trust god's promise what 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 does that mean well in genesis 18 12 when sarah hears that she's going to have a child what does she do the bible says that she laughed within herself and the lord says why did you laugh and she's like i didn't laugh god's like no actually sarah you laughed we we begin to, to go ahead and, and look and throughout this twenty-five-year period, here, here's 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 what would happen. Was she perfect? No. And in fact Abraham says, maybe this, this promise will be fulfilled through one of my servants, Eleazar. And God said, no, uh-uh, not, not going not gonna to happen. Then Sarah says, you know, Abraham, it's been a while. May, maybe this promise needs to be fulfilled between you and Hagar. She, she's uh, my, my servant girl. You can go in and, and, and you guys can have a child together. Maybe that's what, what God has in mind. And God says, no, absolutely not. That's, that's not what I had in mind. And, and, and Sarah says, look, we tried to handle this thing our way, but, but Abraham, we really need to trust God. And through a 25-year period of trusting God, the promise was realized. I think sometimes in our culture, in our society, we have this tendency to hurry up and want everything right now. We have a concept that, man, if if I just go to church and if I just check off some boxes, everything is going to go ahead and turn out and be absolutely okay. And here's the reality. Nowhere in Scripture does it teach that. Nowhere in Scripture does it say it's going to be okay. But what it does say over and over and over is this. God keeps his word, and we can trust God's promises. So that's what Sarah did. Sarah had a faith that trusted God. God's promise and when life would look bleak and it would look dim what did she do she would trust God and take him at his word one of the greatest things that I can say today is this it's simple some would say it's overly simplified I I just want to tell you something the greatest thing that we can do is have a faith that trusts God's promises to say okay this is this is what God's word says so, so I'm gonna I'm gonna trust it why because it worked for Abraham it worked for Sarah it'll work for me it, it'll work for me you see Sarah waited while she waited she wasn't perfect what well, wasn't perfect at all she tried to help God out and, and and she created some messes along with with Abraham but here's what the Bible says about her And I think it's really important that that we get it. Nowhere does it say, by faith, Sarah herself took measures into her own hand and told Abraham to go in and be with Hagar. No, it doesn't say that. It, It says, by faith, Sarah received the promise of God. Sarah was not perfect. But Sarah believed God's promise. And I think that's the the, the first thing that that we take from the life of Sarah. She trusted God in his promise. Moms, you don't have to be perfect. Moms, you're you're not going to raise perfect children. But I can tell you this. You do have the ability in imperfection and not always being able to make the right choice and not always having things together. Your greatest contribution, you do have the ability, every one of us, to live a life and leave a legacy that says, by faith, she trusted God and did the best she could with what she had. Because that's what Sarah did If we look at, at Sarah's life, in all of the moves, in all of the, the things that would take place through, throughout her life, her greatest contribution is, is not giving birth to Isaac. It's the faith that trusted God for that because the faith and the trust in God is what she's known for by faith let me ask you something are you more interested in passing along a faith or are you more interested in passing along something that is far less because the greatest contribution that you can pass along the greatest legacy, the greatest description that can be left for, from any of us is, is this: to be remembered that we lived by faith. Can you imagine the, the thoughts that Isaac had as he got older? Just just thinking through some of the things? Mom actually believed that. That, that doesn't happen. Not only did, did mom believe it, but, but she acted uh, upon it. It was an audacious faith. It, it, it was a, a faith that trusted God for the impossible. You see, that's really what we're, we're talking about. Something that, that was outside of her. Something that required a strength that she didn't have, she Trusted God for. So today, if there's there's something that, that our culture needs, our, our culture needs some moms of faith. So some moms that would say, here's, here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna trust God with his promise because this is what he said, and I may not have it in me, it may not be within my reach. But I'm trusting God for the strength. I'm trusting God for the provision. I'm trusting God that he will make a way. He did it for Sarah. I'm trusting that he will honor my faith with his promise. There's a a second thing that that we see in the life of, of Hebrews chapter 11. In verse number 23, it says, By faith Moses... When he was born was hidden 3 months by his parents because they saw he was a beautiful child and they were not afraid of the king's command. In Exodus chapter 2 in verse number 1, here's what unfolds. Exodus chapter 2 in verse number 1, we go back and see what the author of hebrews is is really talking about what what's taken place obviously a decree has gone out from pharaoh and and here's what it what it said exodus chapter 2 verse number 1 it says this and a man of the house of levi went and took his wife took as a wife a daughter of levi so the woman conceived and bore a son and when she saw that he was a beautiful child there was something unusual about him is is all that that means he, he was a beautiful child it doesn't mean that she was a proud mom okay because most moms look at their kids and say wow isn't that a beautiful child there was something unusual about him says so she hid him for three months but when she could no longer hide him she took an ark of Bull rushes for him, dabbed it in asphalt and, and pitch, and put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river's bank. That, that river is the Nile, and, and, and the Nile is filled with all kinds of wild animals. And his sister stood afar off to know what would be done to him. Then the daughter of Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside, and when She saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept, so she had compassion on him and said, This is one of the Hebrews' children. Then his sister said to Pharaoh's daughter, Shall I go and call a nurse for you from the the Hebrew women, that she may nurse the child for you? And Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Go. So the maiden went and called the the child's mother. Verse number 9, it says, then Pharaoh's daughter said to her, Take this child away and nurse him for me, and I will give you wages. So the woman took the child and nursed him, and the child grew, and she brought him to Pharaoh's daughter and became her son. So she called his name Moses, saying, Because I drew him out of the water. For just a moment, in Jacobed's life, the mother of Moses... She hears a decree from Pharaoh that says, wow, there's too many Hebrew men, and here's what we're going to do. If a male child is born, you're to go ahead and throw him into the river to drown. He's not to live. And here's what that mother said. I can't do that to my child, so so here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to have a faith that's willing to trust God in desperation. When we don't know what else to do, when we don't know where to turn and, and, and how to answer a problem, we, we don't know exactly what the solution is. Jochebed, the, the mother of Moses, tells us that there's a faith that trusted God in desperation. What does she do? She takes and she gathers reeds. She, she puts a, a makeshift little raft to, together to, to, to preserve and to protect the child. And here's what happens When she trusted God in a a moment of desperation, get this the baby's not supposed to be alive. She's a slave in a foreign land. And she says, You know what? Life is precious, so I'm going to protect it. I'm a mom. That's what I do. You know what happens? Miriam, Moses' older sister, sits back and watches. Pharaoh's daughter goes and picks up the baby, and she runs up and says, hey, would you like me to get a nurse from the the Hebrew women? Because they could come and and nurse and take care of it. She goes and gets her mom, who's Moses' mom, and then Pharaoh's daughter finances the entire thing, and Jochebed takes care of her child, Moses. Moses is going to grow up. He's going to reach a point where he says, wow, I don't belong here. This is not my faith. These are not my people. These are not my values. This is not what my mom instilled in me. Something has to be different. Well, what I'm I'm saying this morning is, is this. Moses would go on and he would deliver a million plus people. He would lead them out. He he was the one that God wanted to to take them into the promised land. But but eventually the people said, no, we we don't want to go that far. But but a a young Hebrew girl said, I don't know what else to do. I'm in complete desperation. God, I'm going to put my baby in a a, a makeshift raft and I'm going to entrust him to you. And it made no sense, but God worked out the details. Sometimes in life. The greatest thing we can do is trust God even in moments of desperation and leave the results to him. Can you imagine what a faith it took to say, God, I don't know what else to do, but I'm not going to end his life. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to put him in a raft and I'm going to leave him in your protection. And do you notice that God worked everything gets paid to take care of her own son. A faith that trusts God in times of desperation. I think we have some pretty uncertain times that we're living in right now. I think we're, we're living in a, in a culture that is not only saying we don't, we don't value life I think we're living in a culture that, that says we, we don't value God and, and we don't value what what God stands for. And, and and many of us are afraid to take the risk and, and, and to, to put our faith out there and to say, okay, God, here, here, here's what I'm going to do. It, it may not make sense and there may be pushback and there may be a penalty and it may cost me something, but, but here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go ahead and, and I'm going to put this out there and, and I'm going to trust you with, with the results. And, and here's... What happens when we begin to do that? Well, there might be some pushback and there might be some some hardship. But but there's always a reward because the Bible says in Hebrews 11, when it starts out, With, without faith, it is impossible to please him. You see, part of honoring God and part of pleasing God is, is to, to, to have faith. And Jochebed, the, the mother of Moses would, would go ahead and say, I'm putting myself out here. Doesn't make a whole lot of sense right now, but... But I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to demonstrate faith. Even in a a means of desperation, that's what I'm going to do. Well, we've got one last thought that flows from Hebrews chapter 11. He's known by many as Israel's first prophet. But he comes from a mom named Hannah. And in 1 Samuel... Chapter 1. Hannah's broken. Her life is difficult. She has no children. She has a husband that says, wow, am I not better to you than 10 sons? And she says, no, you're not. You're not even as good as one son. I've got a husband who has another wife and I feel like I don't add up so here's what happens it says in 1st Samuel chapter 1 in verse number 11 verse number 10 it says this and she was in bitterness of soul Hannah she prayed to the Lord and wept in anguish Then she made a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, I will indeed look, if you will indeed look on the affliction of your maidservant and remember me and not forget your maidservant, but will give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of my life, and no razor shall come upon his head. And it happened as she continued praying before the Lord that Eli watched her mouth. Eli is the priest. Now Hannah spoke in her heart, only her lips moved. Her voice was not heard, therefore Eli thought that she was drunk. So Eli said to her, how long will you be drunk? Put your wine away from you. But Hannah answered and said, no, my Lord, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor intoxicating drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Do not consider your maidservant a wicked woman, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief, I have spoken until now. Then Eli answered and said, go in peace, and the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. So here's what it says. In verse number 20, so it came to pass in the process of time that Hannah conceived and bore a son and called his name Samuel saying, because I have asked of him from the Lord. When we look at what happens, it says in verse number 24, when she had weaned him, she took him up with her. With three bulls, one an ephah of flour, a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord in Shiloh, and the child was young. Then they slaughtered a bull and brought him to the brought the child to Eli, and she said, "O my Lord, as your soul lives, my Lord, I am the woman who stood before you praying to the Lord for this child. I prayed, and the Lord has granted me petition which I asked of him. Therefore, I also have lent him to the Lord as long as he lives." Shall be lent to the Lord. So they worshipped the Lord there. Samuel would influence the nation of Israel, perhaps as much as Isaac, perhaps as much as Moses. It's not as popular in, in history. His mom's tucked away. But when we look at what she did, she had a faith that trusted God by prayer and dedication she said god i'm desperate for you so so i'm gonna pray and i'm giving this request to you and it's not about me it's about you so when we look at the life of hannah and we look at how she lived her life hannah would go and say god would you answer and god answered hannah would take the child back and honor the request and the dedication that she made as we think about moms and mother's day we've looked at sarah we've looked at Jacobed, and we've looked at hannah and they left their mark on this world and it's still leaving a mark not because not because they had perfect children but because they had a simple faith. And and that was it. A faith that moved them to trust God. Were they active in their kid's life? Absolutely. But what what did they have? They they had a faith that represented that. They had a faith that that went before them. And and today, I, I can say that when we look All throughout scripture, you're going to find Israel changed over and over by those three. And and, and what happened was somewhere along the line, there was a mom who said, I'll have faith and I'll trust God. It may not make sense to anybody else, but I'm going to take God at his word. I'm going to trust his promise. I'm desperate, I don't know what to do. God, I'm putting this out there. I'm gonna trust you with the results. God, I've, I've got a request and I'm gonna pray and Lord, it, it's, it's yours, the results in, in, in your hand, whatever you do, that's, that's what I'm going to do. And somebody would say, well, John, that, that's in the, the Bible times. You're talking about stuff that's a couple thousand years old. Yeah, that, that's, that's why we need to, to remember it because for thousands of years, their faith has made an impact. You see, not, not many people know who Susanna Wesley is. Susanna Wesley was one of 25 children. How'd you like to have that family? One of, one of 25. She would go on and she would marry a guy by the name of Samuel. Samuel was a pastor. It looked like they were going to have a great life together. But but Samuel, in all of his insecurities and his failures, would spend a large portion of his life separated from his family because of his own personal struggles and issues. Uh, Susanna was, was left alone with 19 children, only 10 of which survived past the age of two. Think about that for just a moment. The heartache that she faced. 19 kids on her own for much of her life. What would she do? We're, we're in the 1700s. How, how would it unfold? How would she provide? Did you know what she did? She said, my my, my dad was a pastor, my, my husband's a pastor, but he's not around. She began to, to go ahead and pray, and she would write messages and she would write commentaries and she would have those published and God used that as a means. But but there's one truth that marked John Wesley's life, who was the founder of, of Methodism. And 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 she would go on and and have a son by the name of Charles who who wrote more than six thousand hymns that are that are still sung today and they would have uh, their firstborn son samuel who would go on and be a composer and a pastor as well and the three of those boys literally rocked the world in their day and it's still taking place today and and here's what would happen in the life of Susanna wesley when she has all these kids and she didn't know what to do and she's educating them and she's providing for them financially and she's doing all of these things that are demanded of her because there's nobody else to help there was no program for her to enroll in you know what she did she prayed and her three boys will tell you in their stories that we would often find mom sitting in a chair with her apron pulled up over her head and the tears were flowing and the prayers were being offered God, would you get us through today? And they said, you know what? Mom wasn't perfect. Dad wasn't always there. There's a faith that was real. A faith from Sarah changed the world. A faith from Jacobed changed the world. A faith from Hannah changed the world. Faith from a lady in London by the name of Susanna Wesley changed the world. I'm going to tell you something. Your faith can change your child's world. And that's what God has called us to do. A faith that changes the world in which we live. Would you bow your heads with me for just a moment? And just... A moment we're gonna pray for all of the moms we're gonna ask God to give every mom and all of us a greater faith but today maybe you're here and, and you would say John you talk about a faith in Christ you talk about faith in one that can change Our life. I I don't know that I I have that, but I would like to know more about that today. If you would like to know more about that, if you'd like some help and, and answers in that, we would love the opportunity to share more with you about how Jesus gave His life for you on the cross, how He was buried, and how He rose again on the third day. Because that changes everything. And today, if you've never trusted Him as your Savior, I would invite you right where you are, the best way you know how, to offer up a simple prayer that says, "God." The best I know how, I know that I'm a sinner and that I need a Savior. And I'm asking you to be my Savior right here, right now. If you've never done that, I would encourage you to do that right here, right now. If today you're doing that for the first time, please let us know. We'd love to help you learn more about Jesus and who he is. Now he can make a difference in your life. Maybe you're here today and you say, John, I know Christ is my Savior perfectly. Honestly, I need God to help me to have a greater faith, a faith that's willing to, to trust him for his promises, a faith that's willing to, to do some even desperate things, as Jochebed did. When, when, when culture says to do one thing, I, I need to, to do something, even if it doesn't completely make sense to everyone around me, I, I want to trust God and, and do what I believe he would have me to do. Maybe that's the kind of faith you need. Maybe you need a faith like Hannah to pray and call on God and say, God, would you help me? Faith changes worlds. So I want to ask you to join me in prayer right now and ask God to to strengthen your faith. Ask God to strengthen the the faith of of your mom. If you're a mom, to ask God to strengthen your faith, not to have the, the perfect children, not to have the family that's... together but to have a family that's held together by faith because that's eternal let's pray father we come to you today and we thank you for who you are Lord today we've talked about faith we've seen what your word says about faith from different people that influenced all of those mentioned in Hebrews chapter 11. Lord, today I pray that you would help us to not focus on being people of perfection, of always trying to get everything right and to be what culture wants us to be and and sometimes demands us to be. But God, help us to be people of faith. And Lord, I just ask you that you would help us to honor you in all that we do in all that is said. And God, give us a faith that is pleasing to you, that walks with you, that trusts you. God, that looks to you in impossible settings, in impossible circumstances, to know that even though we don't have the strength, to know that you have that strength and you'll give it to us. Father, help us to trust you. Help us to walk with you always in Christ's name we ask it. Amen. Thank you for being a part of Harmony at Home and allowing us to share hope with you. You know, when we think about the love of Jesus, it's absolutely amazing to stop and realize that he gave his life for you and for me. And all we have to do is simply put our faith and trust in his death, his burial, and his resurrection. And that changes us for all eternity. Today, if you've never invited Jesus to forgive you of your sins, and to be your personal savior, I want to encourage you to do that right now. It's as simple as admitting that your life is not perfect, admitting that you've sinned, that you've missed God's mark of perfection, and putting your faith and trust in his son, Jesus Christ. You see, Jesus is God's love in action, and he demonstrated his love for you and for me by going to the cross, by being buried and by rising again on the third day. And today, if you'd like to invite him to forgive you of your sins and to be your savior, I would encourage you right where you are just to simply say, Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner and I'm asking you to forgive me of my sins and to be my savior. And he will do it if you've made that decision today please let us know please reach out to us we would love the opportunity to help you learn more about who jesus is and the incredible plan that he has for your life if you are a part of the harmony family uh, you're part of our harmony uh, online community and our online campus i want to thank you for joining us as well and i want to invite you to start regathering with us in person if you would like to do so but please remember We're keeping everything online as well, so you're not going to miss out uh, on our Sunday morning experience and the other things that we've been doing through the week. We're going to continue to offer those and to continue to meet a need in your life. And if you would like to help us continue uh, to serve our community and and literally the world, uh, we would encourage you to hop on over to HarmonyofAvon.com forward slash give, and you'll be able to help us continue the ministry and to make a difference, not only here locally, but globally as well. Thank you for being a part of harmony at home. And I pray uh, for God's greatest blessings in your life. And I hope that you'll continue to stay connected to us throughout the week. You have a great day.